Welcome to Paris Good Food and Wine. I'm Paige Donner, the host and producer. This food and wine show is being brought to you directly from Paris, France. Here, we give you a taste of this delicious world with all its colorful and diverse personalities that make up the Paris culinary landscape. So, sit back and relax and enjoy Paris good food and wine. As we roll into the festive holiday season of 2018, where food and wine features central, we bring you this rockin' interview with the filmmaker Bruno Savard of Wine Calling, a film all about natural winemakers here in France. He's joined by Hervé Letelieu, owner of one of Paris's original wine shops specializing in organic, biodynamic, and natural wines, located on Ile Saint-Louis in the heart of Paris. It's called L'Etiquette. What you'll hear throughout this friendly discourse and banter is a sort of nostalgia for a sweeter life and time, one where real human connection meant more than a mobile phone or Facebook page. In essence, after listening to these two men, you can't help but come away with the feeling that this natural wine movement is about wine, certainly, but also about life and quality of life and the ties that bind. To paraphrase, natural wine is about love and passion and rock and roll and rebellion and simply living life on your own terms. In this episode, you'll also hear about the mobile application Raisin that tells you where all things van nature are to be found, and not just in Paris, but in major metropolises around the world. Then we finish up with an interview recorded last spring with one of the executives of R&O, a well-established seafood and gourmet company who now specializes in delivering care packages of seafood delectables, such as caviar, Madagascar shrimp, tarimi, and other festive treats directly to your home or office, ready to serve for your dinner party and holiday get-together. They stock over 500 different kinds of fish and shellfish, so you're sure to find something for every guest's tastes. But before we start on this newest Paris Good Food and Wine episode, I feel obligated to pay respects to an extremely talented film composer who happened to be French, Francis Lai. His credits include the soundtracks for Love Story and A Man and a Woman, two of the greatest film classics of the last century. Francis Lai passed away on November 8th. He also composed one of my favorites, Vivre pour vivre, which translates to live to live. This song is very apropos considering our topics today. This episode of Paris Good Food and Wine is brought to you by Paris Food and Wine. You can find us at parisfoodandwine.net. And it's also being brought to you by IOT Shipping. Find us at iotshipping.xyz. IOT stands for the Internet of Things.
Season 5 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. Contact them at iotshipping.xyz. IOT, the Internet of Things. Now in our fifth season, Paris Good Food and Wine is still proudly independent. We're listener-supported, and none of our featured guests or stories are overtly nor covertly branded content. Clear, clean, and pure. 100%. Paris. Good food and wine. Okay, we're rolling. (laughs) Oh, no, it's broadcast. Yeah, it's broadcast. So, yeah, it's... French, they're very stupid. You know, they see a mic and they think it's a a phone, actually, that you can take a picture so we can do some uh, advertisement (laughs) for uh, Wine Calling. It's a new uh, film about natural wines, you know. Well, the story of my life, you know, Uh, a miss. You know what? Wine Calling, which is the movie I made, it's about natural wine, of course, but it's, a wi- it's, it's about uh, joy of life as well. It's, uh, it's a purpose to give a direction for the new generation, even the old generation, to decide that, okay, uh, how can I uh, make my life happy? Really, really happy. And uh, in natural wine, you have only that kind of personality, people who change you know, everything in, in their life and say, okay, uh, I love wine. But uh, because I love wine, I'm going to make my, uh, my life better, making a better wine and, and feel comfortable in, uh, every day uh, when I wake up. You know, it's about a reconnection, you know, deconnection about deconnection with iPhone, iPad and everything I and reconnect with the human body like yeah. you, Hervé. You know, you know, that's what I hear Hervé say all the time when he talks to me so passionately, well, when he talks to me so militantly about his natural wines, he always says, uses two words. What are the two words you always use? Uh, love, passion, grapes, rock and roll. That's four, <laughs> that's actually five or six words. No, something that I really, I'm, I'm, I was very impressed with the movie is, first of all, you don't see a mobile phone. You don't see freaks. You don't see anybody with a miserable face. Everyone on the on the movie uh, has a smile. The kids, they go fishing. Can you believe the kids? They don't have a mobile phone. So that that to me is very refreshing because now, if you if you are in Paris or anywhere in the world in big cities, what you see you see freaks, people with mobile phones. So to me that was that was great to see. Uh, yeah, people with a smile. You know. Very refreshing. Okay, so you guys, you guys, this is already the energy. Like, I think you guys started off with the energy that I found in your film when I saw it. I'm like, okay, this is a film about wine, but wait a minute, this is a film about rebellion, uh, life, rock and roll, and you really embodied that. So let let's um, let's back up just a second for our listeners, because because it's true, we don't have a camera here. So and let me um, properly in- introduce you. So Bruno Sovard, you are the filmmaker for Wine Calling, which just opened here in Paris um, Monday evening and before I turn to Hervé whose wine shop we're in here on Ile Saint-Louis I wanted to just hear you give us just a little bit of your credits because I know you've worked you've made some huge commercials you've worked with uh, Patrick Bruel, Sophie Marceau how did you get to this point where you're making a documentary? It's a very good question because uh, um, actually I spent uh, a lot of years in a universe who was not, I was not made for that, you know, to make commercial advertising, speci- specifically in beauty uh, universe with L'Oreal and everything. 
And the people were in love with my work because uh, I, was, I was addict to one thing. It's to give humanity emotion and, and li a little bit of story, uh, real story life, even in the commercial for L'Oreal. So I practice myself with no place to tell any story, no place for emotion, only beauty. And my work was to, to give a bit of emotion, a bit of real, a bit of uh, credibility of my uh, pictures and everything. So during all those years, I was practicing myself uh, in a way uh, was not fitting very well with commercial uh, industry normally. And after a while, you know, to tell you the truth, I'm a bit tired today to, to, to give my, my little talent I can have to sell only shampoo or cream and everything. Uh, I quit Paris 17 years ago to live in a small village in the south of France. So already I had that in my mind, you know, that maybe my life will be better out of big city and everything. And one day I say, I decided, I said, stop, you know, I, I, I have to tell my own story and I have to communicate to the other people my, my uh, trusting and my uh, optimistic way of thinking about human, human uh, being, you know, with, with people. And when I tried first time to drink that kind of wine, right away, I find the, that cue, that cue was a, cue, a very big cue for me to maybe do something and using that, that new level of wine and that new way to, for the, the, the landscape uh, people uh, to work. It was something very, very strong for me. But the very beginning was the, the test of the wine. After that, I decided to meet the people who were doing those wines. And of course, obviously, I say, I have to tell the story of those guys. It's just amazing. So, and uh, what about you, Hervé? It's, it's, it's the beginning for you, it was the, the wine as well, before anything else. The test of the wine, the, 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 the pureness, the credibility of what they, they, they are doing, no? Uh, my, 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 my life is a bit different. You know, I started 35 years ago in a big hotel in, um, in Paris. The, the, the owner was a big... Uh, champagne maker, you know, big company, as you can even believe. So the only access that I had in those days was conventional wines. And then, uh, then I moved to England. I had access to conventional wines as well. So I tried a lot of things which are priceless, uh, which I thought were very good because that's the only thing that I had in those days. Then I moved back to Paris. I started working in a wine shop. And um, it was a mix between conventional wines and, and organic wine. And my first holidays, when I started working in a wine shop in the in 94, so summer 95, I took my, my car and my bicycle and I started traveling um, France to visit the winemakers, you know, and being very excited because when you open a, a bottle of wine, you're very excited. That's right. And then I met, you know, a few winemakers. To me, wine is about education. When you have the education, you quit drinking conventional wines because you can't do it anymore. You know, this is what it's, they said in the movie. You can't do it. You can't go backwards. It's impossible, you know. And that's why all those critics, journalists, sommeliers, they make me laugh because they don't have the education yet. And then, you know, I met those organic uh, winemakers, then natural winemakers. You know, I'd just been back from a winemaker in the Loire Valley, and it's, it, it, was, it was just the same atmosphere as in the movie. A lot of people with a big smile, showing a glass of wine, having food, and kids with a smile without a mobile phone. Uh, and now I'm more and more into natural wines because that's, that's the only way. 
that's the that's that's the reality it's um, it's you can drink it you know it's not something you're going to have two glasses and then you're going to die you you drink a lot of wines you know and that for me it's i did a wine tasting the other day it was 11 o'clock in the morning so i had the first two glasses and I said to the guy, it's very good, you know, I really like that wine and the third, and I spat the wine because it's 11 o'clock in the morning. The third glass, I went for the bucket and I didn't spit and, and I said to the, the winemaker, I said, well, that's not the same. He said, well, before you had 10 milligrams of sulfite added and this wine has no added sulfite and that, that's my body talking, you know. A natural wine, you have a vibration, you have life. But it, it, it's about, uh, again, um a, a, a reconnection, which means that uh, I made I make the movie that I want to see myself, and those those winemakers are doing the wine that they want to drink, and of course when you already start your life with that kind of uh, of direction, it's more e it's much more easy for those people to decide what they want to put inside the wine or what they don't want. Of course, uh, you know, it's like uh, starting uh, something with a white page, you know, or they were coming from anywhere in France. Uh, so there, there is no heritage, heritage, you know, on it, you know, there is no, no giving, you know, it's not a father who say, okay, I'm giving, uh, giving to you uh, the, my, my wine uh, uh, landscape. But you have to do the wine in that way, in that way, in that way, that way. Those guys arrive and say, okay, we love wine, we want to drink wine, and we're going to make it. So if we want to drink the wine we want to make, we have to be careful about what we do. So which means that those people are not, you know, in part of the ecologic, you know, party, or it's, of course, the film is very politic because it's very politic huh, the, to decide to, to win less money but feel happy and everything. So it's very, in terms of, uh, well, everything is politic. But they are not there to say, okay, we are right, you are wrong. Uh, the, the conventional winemakers are uh, assholes. It's not about this at all. It's a question of choice. You know, here, for example, what I hear a lot is the people call me a fascist or yell to loud, the, the fool, not the, unfortunately, not the fool on the hill, but the fool on the island. Um, uh, because I do, I do organic and natural wines in, in the middle of, of bourgeoisie française, and it's very complex. And, and you know, they, they treat us, those people, you know, all those so-called wine connoisseurs as... Um, idiots and fascists, and but we just love wine. We don't and go life. Uh, we and life, and we don't go and we don't go according to uh, a label and a gold award or that kind of thing. You know, a very good example. You know, a friend of mine from San Francisco, Dean. Hello, Dean. Um, um, you know, he called me and he said, "I'm going to bring you." those classified borders, same chateau, I'm not going to say the, the name of the chateau because I don't want to get sued, um, very expensive, about $150, so we had 81, 89, and 90, and I said, well, uh, thanks very much, Dean, you know, it's very kind of you. I know that there's a very, there's a very strong option that I'm not going to like that wine because I know the way it's made. Although the last time I had that wine was probably 35 years ago in England, but we tried the wine, I tried the wine, very tiny, tiny little amount because I know it's going to be painful and it was. <laughs> then I went round the table, I said, well, listen, we're going to try those three wines very quickly because I don't have time to waste. So I said, which one do you prefer? And they all said, uh, none. So thanks 
God, I had, I had three bottles of wine in my bag from the shop. And it wasn't, it was just about tasting. When you compare an organic wine versus a conventional wine, if you prefer the conventional wine, you have an issue with your taste bud. You have to go and see a doctor. <laughs> That's the reality of life. There's no argument about it. So it's not wine snobbery, it's life. It's an educated palate is what it sounds like. It takes, <laughs> it takes five seconds. Honestly, it takes five seconds. You compare, you know, when I do wine tasting here, there's always a bottle of poison. Actually, those bottles from dinner are still here. They're open, okay, okay. The bottles are full. I'm going to do a wine tasting on Saturday, and I'm going to open one of those bottles. I do blind tasting because here we don't talk about, you know, the, it smells of banana or blackcurrant. We talk about a sensation and a perception. And the perception that you have with natural wines and organic wine versus conventional wine, it's always the same. You know, you like it or you don't. I you know, you know that's, that's one of the things, too, that I loved so much about, about your movie is that that's what I've been getting. So I'm, I'm an amateur of wine, but I'm really a complete novice when it comes to natural wines. And thanks to Hervé, I, slowly I'm getting a bit educated every time I stop into this gorgeous wine shop here on, on Ile Saint-Louis. But one of the things I loved so much about your film, Bruno, is that, I mean, you have a fabulous soundtrack, which we will get into next. That, that's, that's true. But, but you know, the, I, th I felt like the music really just transmitted the vibrations that were already in your film, which was rock and roll, rebellion, and we're going to... You know, we're going we're gonna to live this life like how we want. And the other thing that was a, a really big takeaway for me, too, is I loved that um, quote when you have some of your, f your winemakers tell you, well, people always say natural wines mean you don't touch a thing in natural. You just let them evolve. And your, your person, your winemaker in there, I can't remember which one it was, but um, they, they said, oh, no, you're actually, that's exactly the opposite. T tell us a little bit about that. Totally. It's, uh, you know, that's what we, we say. Uh, what natural wine, a lot of people say that it's a lazy, lazy uh, wine, you know, lazy winemaker, lazy wine and everything. It's exactly the reverse. We don't have to do any mistake with that. To make uh, an excellence with natural wine needs, needs a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of work, which means that physically it's painful. Uh, you, you need to be very involved with what you're doing. You need to be very concentrated. You need to, actually, the obsession is to do the one that you want to drink. And without any chemical, uh, uh, you know, we, they don't want to put the juice in, in chemical gel, you know. Of course, you can decide today to give the test of the one you want. You know, you have like 180 different levures. I don't know how do you say that in English. Yes, it is probably, yeah. Uh, just to decide, you know, maybe, you know, you're going to sell that one 10 euro, uh, and, but to give the sensation that the people are going to drink a big Bordeaux first class, you have to do put that kind of yeast. Uh, 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 so, well, whatever. But, but it's a lot of implication, uh, personally, uh, you know, and you involve all your family on that, your wife, your, your child and everything. It's a lot of time. You, you have one woman in the movie, uh, one of the wife of the winemaker, say, yeah, it takes, it takes too much time, too much time on the real life on the side. Of course, that, that's the reality. So which means, of but the, the crazy things and the things who makes people not uncomfortable but feel that it's very it's strange is that they are king happy, let's say. <laughs> Uh, even even no, sorry sorry but radio. I'm sorry but uh, but it's 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 strange to see that it's painful 
they don't ha- they don't have a lot of money there is a lot of difficulty but they feel so happy in that way that's the way you you have to build your life it's not uh, you know it's not a magic world uh, if you decide to, if you make a strong choice and you are strongly working on it that's maybe a key to to make your life better or I, I have that, that feeling so we are talking about and the music the music it's a big pedagogic as well for me uh, you know uh, all the movie I, I, I saw or, or, or documentary on TV about uh, winemaker or potato maker or whatever you know landscape uh, country boy let's say like in the, the soundtrack in the movie most of the time I don't know why the soundtrack is not at the right level because it's not there is no meaning about where they are, what they are listening to, uh, uh, and we are in the 21st century today. You know, there's no point to put any classical music uh, with those winemakers. They are musicians. They play the music I put in the movie. You know, they listen uh, all all the same band, and it's part of the of of the sound that they have around them all the day long. So we we had to fit with the reality. So the reality in my, I want my movie was to tell the the truth. The truth is that people who are doing natural wine are not hippie. They are not, you know, they are not crazy. It's not because you see some grass in the in the between the wine. It's not because they don't work on it. It's more complicated than that. And and and, and so you have all the aspect of life on it. It's more complicated. And they are modern. They are young, or not. Whatever we don't care. But they are part of the 21st century. And uh, they give to us a lot of ideas and cues and keys to m- maybe think and say, well, maybe I can do something else in my life. Just think a bit more about the involvement I can have in, on, d- during my life, my presence on that, that planet, let's say. And let's take, if we want to take joy and pleasure, eh ben, maybe it's a good direction uh, to, to, uh, to do the things. That's, that's where we are talking about. And the music, of course, it's part of, is, is a part of it. Uh, people don't listen punk music or reggae music because they don't know about It's a question of ignorance. So that movie is just to build something, to, to, uh, to put something in the hole of ignorance of a lot of people in terms of music, in terms of wine, in terms of life, in terms of a lot of things. But well, as you see, Hervé, uh, the way he speak, the, the energy, the positive energy he have, even the people who take care of the, the wine of those winemakers are in the same mood as well. And it's fantastic. It's a pleasure story. It's a feel-good movie and it's a feel-good wine. It's, it's t- only about feel-good, feel-gooding. Feel well, you know, actually, I, I did. I would love for you to weigh in on that, on this, um, Hervé, because... Uh, Not enough clash songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, because this has been your life. I mean, so everyone is talking natural wines these days. It's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a thing nowadays. But you have been in this world for 17 years, 20 years. Has rock and roll always been the vibe? Or how does music play into this? Uh, you talk, Are we talking about music or wine? Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, no. As I, as I, yeah, I love, I love, I love music. I'm going to show you a couple of pictures afterwards. You're going to freak out, man. Um, um, yeah, lo- I actually love the soundtrack. Yeah, not even e- enough uh, Clash songs, but LCD sound system was good. Um, now you were talking about something that I, I don't really like to hear. It's about the, that sort of fashion about natural wines. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's been an evolution in my life, an education from all those winemakers. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing organic or natural wines because it's fancy. No, it's because 
you know, I started, I, it's real, and I started, I started, you know, doing organ, um, conventional wine, then I moved to something else, and I am moving to something else, and I hope tomorrow I'm going to move to something else. It's got nothing to do with the fashion. I don't want to be fashionable. I mean, my shoes don't have any brand. I look like a tramp. Um, so to me, it's just, I, do, I want to give to people come in the shop something nice, drinkable, without the hangover on Sunday morning, or Monday morning, or Tuesday, it depends. Um, I just want to give them pleasure, you know. Um, if I wanted to be successful in the shop, I think if I would, um, I'm sorry to be vulgar, sell wines, I would do uh, uh, conventional wines and I would be probably a millionaire by now. But I don't want to do that. It's not part of my life. It's But not part of my life. That's one of the winemakers say in the movie. Uh, he explained to you that okay, if I want to make a bit more money, it's okay. I, I have just have to push the price of my wine a little bit. But there is a problem after all. It's probably a lot of friends of mine will we will not be able to buy my wine again. That's impossible. And a lot of people are not trusting the guy when he said that. But I know him now. As I was following him during one years. It's exactly in that way that he lives in every day of his life. So it's new. It's refresh refreshing to hear that kind of things. I'm so proud that my two daughters, they are 16 and 20 years old, are able, of course, of course, of course, even the 16 years old, because I'm not afraid to give her, her that kind of wine to drink. No problem. But uh, I'm so happy for my daughters and for the young generation that, my, in, my, that in my movie you can hear things that you, do, you, you don't hear anymore. Like if your neighbor is following, no question, you, you help give to stand up. Yes, you give him a hand, of course. It's part of the real life. My wine is not gonna be uh, going to be too expensive because I want my friend able to, to buy it. Uh, so many things that... Uh, was for me so joyful, so 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 cool to to hear again. So of course we can, we 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 have to respect those people. It's wine, it's perfect, it's pleasure. Wine is conviviality, it's everything. But it's the same for a lot of things uh, uh, around wine, you know. Uh, and and it's I think they are in the head, those winemakers, that huge wave of uh, of uh, natural wine uh, covering over the world now. Uh, I think it's the very beginning of maybe what's going to happen in the 21st century. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I hope we're going to stop uh, drinking uh, conventional wines, you know, because to me, every time you buy a bottle of uh, champagne or first growth Bordeaux, you belong to um, those people killing the planet. You don't realize that, but you give the money to uh, Mr. Roundup, you know, Those people are using Roundup, so basically, you know, I tell, you know, all the, you know, every time I see someone with a kid, you know, I see babies here. I've been an uncle for the past six years many, many times. I've seen a lot of babies here. So um, I just do it not for me because I'm an old man, you know, I'm an old fart, but I do it for the sake of the kids. It's very important. It's very important that we try, you know, it's, it's just, I, what I'm doing is just nothing, but... I, at least when I go back to bed at night, I've done my bit. It's very important. So everybody on this planet could recycle and drink properly and have food, not from a plastic bag, it would be great. And there is some uh, major uh, 
trouble that uh, people uh, have to understand. And that's why we have to wake up, of course, in terms of ecologic, organic stuff, uh, but not in the way that, yeah, organic is, it's not like this that we have to do it. It's just like evidence, you know, what I show, that's the reality. And people are like, wow, it seems that it's not so difficult to switch. It's difficult to do, but it's not difficult to switch. But, but there is some fact. For example, one of the winemakers in the movie used to be a bee, uh, a bee farmer. You know, a bee farmer. A bee, uh, I don't know if it's the right word. Yeah, honey farmer. Honey, honey farmer, yeah. And he had 250 uh, ruches. Sorry. Hives, yes. And he lost, he lose all of them. All of them, the 250 uh, uh, bees, uh, house of bees, uh, were dead in five years. You imagine? So, of course, of course, we have there is some reality that we have to face now. Open the eyes and 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 and, uh, and be honest. Uh, that's it. It's so. It might, it might be too late, but that's interesting that you put your focus on the bees because, yeah, they always say without bees, our world will collapse within, I think, within less than a year or something. And in France, you seem to have some really conscientious beekeepers, you know? You're listening to Paris, Good Food and Wine with me, your host, Paige Donner. Season 5 of Paris, Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. IoT, the Internet of Things. IoT shipping tracks your value assets using the Internet of Things technology that gives you data points based on temperature, movement, and geolocation. For more information, contact us at iotshipping.xyz. That's iotshipping.xyz. Find this and more episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn Radio, and also on iTunes. One thing I did want to, another thing I wanted to focus on, because I, really I really liked your film, because, you know, a film about wine could be kind of, you know, it could be kind of like, ah, oh, you know, oh, boring. film, yeah, it could be boring, but this was everything opposite to boring, this is rock and roll, and this was fun, and this was about people, and it was about life, and everything you guys are saying, but another thing um, I wanted to have you guys weigh in on is, okay, your your film, Bruno, focuses on Languedoc-Roussillon, so it's all those families that are somehow kind of interconnected, and they're all sort of part of a community, and you, you, Hervé, you talk about some of the natural winemakers from the Loire, I mean, you have... You have winemakers here in your shop from everywhere, biodynamic, organic, and natural. Can you talk a little bit about how the different regions in France are sort of um, addressing this? That's going to take a lifetime. Well, I do. Well, if you want to, well, like, like every thing, you know, every wine shop um, in France doing organic and natural wines, we, we don't, we, I personally, I don't really care where the wine is from. I taste with a winemaker. I make an appointment with a winemaker. I taste with a winemaker. We become friends or they hate me because I t I'm telling the truth. Um, it doesn't really matter where it's from. Any region is fine. Uh, if you are a winemaker... The other day I had a winemaker from Planet Mars. 
he was uh, with a uh, spaceship. He parked his spaceship in front in front of the shop, and he said, "I'm a winemaker, organic from Planet Mars." And I said, "Can I taste the wine?" And he said, "Yes, the wine was fabulous." And he said, "See you in 2050 for the delivery." So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. I do wines from all over the world. Um, well, I used to do wines from all over the world, but people do have an issue with uh, foreign wines. But in France, I do everything. It doesn't really matter. You know, no racism here. Yeah, and, and there is some uh, historic uh, about this. Of course, the beginning of uh, natural wine was in Beaujolais with Jules Chauvet, uh, you know, in the uh, early 60s. And, uh, I'm actually reading that amazing book uh, from Alice Fearing. Uh, called uh, Le Vin Nu. It's called The Naked Wine, something like that. I call, I call that book uh, Naked Lunch. It's very interesting as well. You know, um, it's very complex to do a book about wine that's interesting and a movie about wine that's interesting. It's very, very complex because in the movie, you, you're a bit like frustrated because people drink wine and you can't drink. <laughs> and in a book, you know, she's on the table with a, uh, uh, I don't know which winemaker, and they have 11 bottles of wine. So you read the book, but you can't drink. So it's, it could be frustrating. You know, it's very complex. But it's totally right. I I'm, I'm, I'm totally agree with that. But if, if you go back to history, we are talking about Languedoc-Roussillon. Uh, uh, well, uh, of course, it was near my house. So that's why I, I, I was shooting there because where that was the wine that I was tr trying, first of all. But there is some fact. There is a lot of places in France where natural wine is there already since a few years. Start in Beaujolais. Jules Chauvet was the, the one of the beginners, you know, he was a chemical guy, you know, to, uh, what, able to understand what was happening, you know, in terms of vinification. He was giving all his wine to Charles de Gaulle. You don't know that, but Charles de Gaulle was drinking only natural wine in the 60s already. So Wine Calling, the name of the movie, it's about the connection with the clash, of course, with London Calling, just around. But it's about, you know, the, the famous uh, 18th of June uh, uh, calling from Charles de Gaulle. So it was like a, a bit of... Uh, smiley stuff as well, you know, people don't know about that. You are the first uh, uh, who are tempting you because I, I didn't want to, to put the point on it. But the fact is that the, the natural one exists, it's like the end of the 50s, 60s, after the chemical arrived because natural one exists since 2000 years, of course, uh, that, that's the fact. So Beaujolais, the Loire, the Loire area, you know, and nobody is supposed to ignore the, the law. Nobody is supposed to ignore the, law, the Loire, whatever. So th there is a lot of fantastic uh, combination of winemakers in every area in France. The Languedoc-Roussillon was probably the last one. It was the first wine landscape in France when the Greek and everything were putting the wine. But they are the last now uh, for the natural wine because it's probably a question of, of money as well. The landscape, the wine uh, area are very, uh, no, 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 a very low price. It's not expensive to, to start as a winemaker in, in that. Uh, so, which means that 20 years ago, 15 years ago, there were five winemakers. Jean-François Nick was one of, the, of the, the first, you know, with Castex and everything. And now, today, in Languedoc-Roussillon, they are like, in, only in the area where there are 150. In France, there are like around 1,000 winemaker doing natural wine and it's every day probably one or two winemaker are switching in that but it's the same story everywhere it's not the same wine of course that's it's part of the pleasure that's fantastic to open a button and say 
what I'm going to test because it's never the same. The, it's 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 yeah it's 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 a lot of creativity, a lot of expectation, a lot of curiosity, a lot of pleasure. The color of the wine, the 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 smell, and everything. It's something we rediscover with the, that we we deserve to drink that kind of wine because it's exactly why the wine is made give you pleasure, capacity to, to discuss with your friend about where the feeling you have and everything. Only the natural wine are able to do that. Only the natural wine can do that. It's very interesting what you said because the other day I had um, someone who doesn't know anything about wine and I, and I said, listen, if you want to drink a natural wine, I have that wine from uh, Domaine Rapatel. It makes natural wine, but they're stable. They're not funky. They're not fizzy. They're very stable. And, you know, and that person came back and she said, it was, it was amazing because we spent an hour talking about the wine. And I said, but that wine is, is alive. So about life, you talk about it. When the wine is dead, you don't talk about the wine, you know. The phone is ringing. I have to answer the phone. Sorry, uh, girls and boys. Well, okay, well, this is a working shop. And, we, yeah, we were able to hijack both you and, and Hervé at the same moment, which is probably quite a, a feat itself. Well, I, just, I guess I just wanted to finish up here and um, say, you know, what are your screening schedules? Is there any chance that people in the United States would be able to find your film? Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, the film will be on air on theater in the U.S. Probably, I don't know if, if it's going to start in March or April or May, but it's going to be in spring. Uh, and uh, actually, they are very excited to show that movie in U.S. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, when you see one calling at the end, I was talking, I was thinking about the, the foreign country uh, we're able to buy the, the, the movie, let's say. Uh, and I say it's probably a idealistic way of view from, from, from France. You know what I mean? That's when the stranger come in France. Th that's probably the, what we see in the movie. It's probably what they expect to see in real. You know what I mean? It's it's a. We, we go back to the la douceur de vivre, you know, uh, well, you, you have the, the, you know, the sweet way of life that we had in France before, like in the 50s, you know, uh, le, le. it's something we miss, everybody, all the French, we miss that kind of sweetness, uh, capacity to smile, to, to not be uh, afraid about the others, you know, and, and quality of life as well, you know, the food, good wine. You know, that famous triptych, you know, uh, uh, cheese, uh, wine uh, and, and bread, you know, that kind of thing. And we, we expect to go back on this. And uh, for the American, the British, the German or whatever, the Japanese, of course, because they are very attracted with the, wine, uh, the, the natural wine. Uh, it's, it's, it's a kind of uh, idea of France as well. We, uh, let's go back to this. We deserve to go back to this. We have everything to make it happen. And, uh, and that's why in US they love, so you're gonna be able to, to see, I don't know where, I don't know how, well, but it, it seems that the, the distribution company who take the film is a big one, so I don't know, let's see. Uh, but it's gonna be um, okay to see the movie in England, in Scandinavia, in Japan, in China, in New Zealand, in Australia, yeah. everywhere. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not made for that. It's, yeah. Harvey said he's going to be a superstar in Japan. And after your comments, Harvey, um, add where we can find your shop to come in. And I, don't do any, I, I, I don't do any publicity. I'm not a businessman. I am somewhere on an island 
in the middle of Paris called Ile Saint-Louis. You have three or four streets, so if you want to find me, you'll find me. I won't give you my address because I'm not a businessman, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's more interesting to talk about Japan than my shop, actually. And if, if, your, if your wine is, um, will be shown in Japan, you're going to be a superstar because the greatest uh, wine connoisseurs on this planet are Japanese. If you want to drink the top of the pops of natural wines in France, it's not in Paris that you won't find it, it's in Japan. It's in Japan. Japanese people are so um, accurate. Japanese garden, Japanese connoisseurs, Japanese food. It's, it's, you go to the top with those people. And in terms of wine, it's unbelievable. I mean, they know more about wine than French by far. Easy. And Japanese whiskies as well. Very accurate. Everything is accurate. Very precise in Japan. Just to go back to... Uh, but first of all, of course, you have to run to, to the magnificent shop of Hervé. The name is L'Etiquette on Lille Saint-Louis, of course. You don't want to make uh, uh, advertising, but let's do it for him. And, um, you know, in the soundtrack of the movie, there is two tracks of LCD sound system, which is a very, very good uh, uh, band from New York with James Murphy. And James Murphy, the leader of LCD sound system, make... A big bar of natural wine uh, in Brooklyn, yes. And he's so successful with that bar. So uh, in, even in U.S., that attraction, vital, humanly, you know, you cannot, you cannot decide that natural wine is not for you. It's impossible. And when you test it, of course, you go back and after you are trapped. And it's happened in U.S. as well, of course, of course. And the winemaker in U.S. start to, to, to do some natural wine because this, th that's the story as well. It's not a commercial for the, uh, the 10 winemakers in the Roussillon that I made. It's a it's, it's a, if it's a commercial, <laughs> let's say, it's for all the natural winemakers all over the world. Don't buy the, specifically the wine uh, that you can see in the movie. Actually, they don't have so much because they sell very well. Uh, drink the winemaker, the wine of the winemaker around where you live. That's the best way to be curious, to, to find some new stuff. Hervé, um, that's, that's part of the pleasure we have as well to, ah, oh, what is that? Where I come from? Ah, oh, I'm very curious. What is the grapes? You know, because the grapes are different. You, you, you move 100 kilometers. I never drink the same wine twice, even if, I, if I'm absolutely yeah yeah i never drink i never do drink the same wine that's just impossible because life is very short so if i like something and, and i'm absolutely amazed about the wine i am not going to drink that wine again you know i leave a bit of space because i want to drink uh, drink something different every day you know it's that's the excitement you have to be excited you know we don't have salmon or beef every day so don't drink the same wine. I know people, they drink the same wine all the time. It's boring. And they, those people, they must have a boring life. <laughs> oh, if we could all be wine, filmmakers about wine and uh, wine shop owners, we would, have, we would be living a blessed life. No, I want to thank you both very much on your soundtrack. The song that stayed with me the most was actually the final one where it was Liberté, Egalité, and Fragilité. I, that touched me so deeply. Yeah, yeah. Liberté, égalité, and fragilité. So we just have somebody coming in, so we'll have to let the wine... The wine. It's, me, it's Mr. Yann Couton, uh, a, a great writer and 
poet and he's taking amazing pictures and blah 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 and he's going to have a beer with me this is it's 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 the wednesday uh it's the wednesday club of beer you know with mr yann couton there you are uh yeah uh, lcd sound system yeah brilliant yeah it was a uh, soundcloud was brilliant anyway talk about uh, the, this, this guy yeah Mickey 3D is a fantastic French artist uh, uh, very close to human reality in his tracks in his song and everything and of course it was obvious for me to con to make the conclusion of the film with that track that's what we are talking about uh, we, 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 what we need it's liberty it's fraternity of course it's a need and it's something that we are disconnected with that but when you recover that It's very fragile, fragile. You need to do very careful. It's something, it's precious, that kind of uh, uh, way to, to, to live. And we, 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 we are lost uh, today, you know. We, we forgot that kind of value. And so that's, that track was perfect to, to, to finish, to conclude, make the conclusion. And the fact is that when he saw the movie with his track on it, uh, he called us back and said, of course, I give you the track for free because it's th that track was made for that. That's the part of the communication, which is fantastic. There's a huge difference between Dangal and Céline Dion. You would have spent like 500,000, 50 million dollars just to have Céline Dion farting. But actually, the solidarity uh, with the, the, the music company for the, for the film was quite good because we have no money. So we say for, from, for The Clash, for Mickey 3D, for Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, for LCD, whatever for the Ethiopians so for it's 700 euro per track for us because we can, we don't have any money and they accept all of them yes 700 euro which is okay you know uh, it's okay it's not the clash who say no but I, I understand that they are not involved and say okay uh, let's give it for free uh, they don't care about 700 euro person probably it's to to make a bit uh, you know maybe the standardist lady from the music company who's going to take that money and it's perfect for that but it's quite amazing because we were very afraid you know we were very stressful <laughs> with that that uh, so many track on the on the movie but everybody everybody accept because I put the track at the right moment with the right words and it was fitting so well that the people say, okay, yeah, it's perfect. Let's go, 700, okay. I would have put Stay Free actually myself at the end of the movie. Ah, lost in the supermarket by The Clash. Yeah, I lo and and, uh, and I, I, love, I love the fact that it, yeah, I surprise the people as well because of course, you know, The Clash, they expect, you know, uh, Rock in the Casbah, yeah, 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 you know, Train in Vain, the big, big, big uh, track of uh, yeah, yeah, The Clash. But Lost in Lost in Supermarket, it's a track that people don't know so well about Clash and it, there is a meaning as well. I'm lost in the, in the supermarket, so it's fitting with the movie as well. So. Supermarket, you don't buy wine in a supermarket. It's for totally forbidden. Actually, no one of the wine of those winemakers, uh, it's impossible that you can find those, those wine in the supermarket because they, they are very, very, they do very, a lot of careful with the people who are selling the wine they, they do. It's very important for them. I just want to say thank you so much for the, for the time and for your film, too. Thank you very much, Paige. And, and um, I hope that in the U.S., uh, you, you will be uh, able to enjoy the, the, the movie. It's a movie. It's a human, feel-good, happy movie and makes me personally uh, more optimistic for the future, of course, of course. Hervé, allez, tu conclues. Uh, a conclusion. 
love, life, passion, and grapes. Thank you. Enjoy life while, while stock lasts. This episode of Paris Good Food and Wine has been brought to you by Paris Food and Wine. You can find us at parisfoodandwine.net. I'm Paige Donner. You're listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. The show is produced and broadcast from Paris, France. It's Paris's first ever homegrown English language radio show about food and wine. Thank you for listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Listening to Paris Good Food and Wine with me, your host, Paige Donner. So, bonjour, Jean-Hugues. You have developed a mobile app that has to do with natural wines. So, from what I understand and from what I've seen, it's exclusively about natural wines. But my question to you is if I'm here in Paris, why do I want to download your app? Well, simply because uh, so far we have 400 establishments registered in Paris. Um, you have bars, uh, restaurants, and wine shops as well. Uh, wherever you have, you find natural wine, you have good local, seasonal, and most of the time organic food. So that's an absolute compass as to where you should be going to actually have uh, to spend a good time and find good quality products. Okay, so if I understand your answer correctly, I would download your app not to find out about natural wines and natural winemakers, but to find out where organic food is. 
Well, it does all of this, but um, the funny thing is that when you start thinking about what you drink, you also start thinking about what you eat. And therefore, there is this absolute equation where you can, you can be sure that those people who are fighting to make sure that you drink good, you actually eat good as, eat good as well. So that's, that's, that's the idea you have to keep in mind when you download the, the Raisin app. Okay, so we would say, in English, we'd say raisin, and I guess in French, you say raisin, yeah. which means grape. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't mean, it means grape in French, it doesn't mean raisin, as we would think of it. And is it available, where, where can I download it, on which systems? Well, it's available on iOS and Android. And uh, the, uh, the app, it's in three languages, you have Japanese, English, and French. So that's easy uh, to use for almost anybody. Okay, great. Thanks, Shanuk. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, uh, natural wine is getting bigger and bigger every day. And um, I think that's definitely changed a lot of things. Uh, a lot of um, the critics, the, the food critics uh, in Paris, and uh, most of them are also writing uh, books, are saying that we are doing the best job to actually uh, find a, the best restaurant you can, uh, you can imagine in town. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. IoT Shipping. IoT Shipping uses the Internet of Things technology to track and trace your value assets throughout the transport process. Data is monitored by temperature, geolocation, and movement so that you always know where your value assets are and in what condition they are in. Contact them for more information and for a quote at iotshipping.xyz. That's iotshipping.xyz. So I feel very lucky to be sitting here in Café de la Paix, one of my favorite cafés in Paris, just uh, under, the, under the shade of the Opera Garnier, one of the most beautiful buildings in Paris, too, uh, with Eric Bernard, who is a representative from Renault Seafood, which is one of the oldest and most prestigious seafood uh, provider companies in France. In fact, it was founded in 1924. And um, we're going to get into all kinds of subjects uh, with you, Eric, um, including organic certification and all that. But to start with, can you actually just tell us a little bit about your company and the kinds of products you provide and the kinds of places you provide them to here in Paris? Sure. Hi, good morning. It's great to be here in uh, Café de la Paix in Paris. So Renault, um, as you said, has been uh, created back in uh, 1924, and it's maybe one of the oldest um, seafood distributor uh, in Paris. It was originally located in downtown Paris, in Les Halles, um, and then moved uh, back in 1969 to Rangis. And, and, and Rangis is a second worldwide fish market um, after uh, Tsukiji in Tokyo. Uh, so this is a very uh, important uh, uh, business and Renault is uh, the leader of that business in, uh, in, in Paris. We focus only on seafood, 100% seafood, all kinds of seafood, and on a traditional market. We, are, uh, we call traditional market um, restaurant, uh, fishmonger, uh, hotel, and, and we... Uh, and, and for our client, we source um, and we deliver the best seafood, best quality seafood possible, what they want, the way they want, and at the time they want. So it's a, uh, it's a lot of uh, work. Um, time is a, is a race uh, because uh, uh, we will get the order 
on uh, on the evening after the last uh, uh, consumer has left uh, the restaurant and we need to deliver the day after at seven o'clock in the morning so it's a uh, it's a race but we are we are ready for that and uh, it's it's a it's a fantastic job so it sounds like you have then a team that would have to be working around the clock uh, you know obviously yeah um so Back a few months ago, just before the Christmas holidays, you your company held that reception at Le Bristol, which is one of your your clients. Uh, I think a long-standing client of Renault. So that's the kind of quality of clients that that you have. And you were launching a kind of like a delivery. I don't want to say picnic box, but I also don't want to say gift box because the things inside were fresh. So it's like, for example, if you're um, planning a, a party with some friends and you want some fresh salmon, some fresh, uh, I, I believe even caviar and just a whole. Well, tell us what kind of a selection, because I believe we can actually order that too on your website right now even. Yes, this is, this is correct. Um, I said a traditional market, but at the same time, we are living in the 21st century and everybody has a smartphone, everybody buys on internet. Uh, so uh, Renault has to be on, on that move as well. So, so this is why we launched um, uh, last quarter of uh, 2017 our um, uh, e-commerce website uh, with Renault Fine Food and to, for directly the consumer to get from Renault um, the top quality uh, premium seafood for, as you said, uh, fine dinner, uh, uh, apéro, as we said in France. It's the beginning, so we have so far hundreds of different uh, products, but it's growing and we will have more in the coming uh, weeks and, and months. Um, and as you said, we have uh, uh, delicious smoked salmon, we have uh, amazing uh, caviar, we have uh, tarama, uh, we have all kind of also uh, ready-to-eat um, dinner or, or lunch. And on a, with a simple uh, click, uh, you can get it delivered, uh, of course, fresh at your place or at your office so that you can enjoy directly uh, the best selection of seafood from, uh, from Renault. And it's, uh, it's just the beginning, uh, launch in uh, uh, October, and uh, we have already a new, new product on, on the pipe um, so that will be available to, uh, uh, to our clients in the coming weeks. No, that's great. Yeah, so I can't wait to see what's in the what's in the pipeline, especially here, and also apéro in Paris and well in France is so traditional. I mean, we kind of call it happy hour, but it's more than happy hour here. I mean, it always involves food and really nice food, and you know, some wine or some champagne, and yeah, it's just it's like six o'clock hits and it's apéro. <laughs> it's the best time about, uh, but, but the best thing about springtime too in Paris is that every everybody seems to celebrate that even more. Okay, so back to back to the serious subject. So I remember. One of our conversations, uh, you know, you were really telling me um, uh, we were getting deep into the subject of organic farming and uh, we were talking about some of your shrimp farms in Madagascar and things like that. And with your background uh, with the World Wildlife Fund, you have also sort of a personal investment in terms of, of taking things green. And that, of course, has always been a you know, fascinating subject for me. So... Can you, Eric, tell us a little bit about your background with WWF and then also how it is that you're implementing that in with Renault? Sure. Um, I was lucky to join WWF uh, for four years between 20, 2006 and 2010, um, working especially on, on standards for responsible aquaculture. And because of my background, um, I was focusing on, on shrimp farming. 
um, it was a, a fascinating experience. Uh, first of all, to be able to travel all over the world and see different way of farming shrimp um, in Asia, in South America, in Central America, in Africa, in Madagascar, of course, and um, to uh, collect information from many different stakeholders, producers, NGOs, retailers, buyers, and all together trying to build standards for responsible uh, uh, shrimp farming. And uh, my first uh, uh, idea when I jumped into that program in, back in 2006 was to go and, and, and look at what uh, shrimp farmers in Madagascar were doing and what shrimp farmers in Belize uh, were doing uh, because they've been identified as very good players already uh, trying to put in place for Black Tiger in Madagascar, very good practices, and for Vaname in Belize, very good practices as well. And uh, from those two uh, starting points, uh, try to build on with other uh, stakeholders all over the world. And it's true that the organic standards are, that are um, driven by the European Commission uh, here in, in Europe are very, uh, are very strict, are very re require. It's a very, it's a big challenge for the producer, and of course, they are control um, uh, at least two times a year. All the uh, player in the supply chain will be audited by the uh, um, independent certifier, and we need to comply in order to put the European leaves, uh, organic leaves, on on the box. So it's a challenge. Yeah, the actual label, the European leaves. In France, it's known also as the AB. Uh, standards, but both are, are it's the same standards um, at, at the, uh, as a background. So it's very challenging because you have positive list of things that you can use or do, and you have a, and it's a very short list actually. Um, so basically, you need to to play with nature, and within Renault, we like to say that the nature sets the standards, and um, and when uh, the, the farm, the shrimp farm in Madagascar was built in the early 2000. The selection of the site was crucial uh, because uh, this, is, this is not something you can change easily when you pick up a place, when you have to stay in, in that place, of course. And uh, it has to be very well um, selected so that most likely your project will be uh, uh, successful. So this is a very crucial uh, place. And from that, you can build on organic standards, uh, which mean no GMO, no antibiotics, uh, no growth hormones, very limited use of chemicals. And when we say chemicals, we are talking about uh, lime, which is very natural. There's nothing much we can use, actually. We have the sun, we have the water, and we have the shrimp. So, uh, and uh, for the farmer, it's uh, every day it's a challenge to make sure that uh, the equi equilibrium uh, between uh, production and respect of the environment is uh, respected, so that we can stay longer in that place. And it's uh, it's a very important. Uh, topic for, for Reno. Eric, what percentage um, so far of your products are certified organic? So the company started with, uh, with a shrimp product um, and already 50% uh, of our shrimp are certified organic. So all our black tiger within Reno are organic certified. Some Vanami coming from South America are not yet uh, certified, but uh, uh, most likely some will become certified in the coming uh, months or year. And if in the total uh, seafood distribution that we have, which is more than 35,000 metric tons a year, uh, 
all kind of seafood, uh, shrimp, tuna, uh, salmon, cod, uh, oysters, morsels, everything. Uh, it's, it's almost between 10 and 15 percent that are already certified. Not only organic, it can be a, um, MSC certified uh, for wild seafood. Um, uh, but uh, uh, we have organic uh, shrimp, organic sea bass and sea bream. We have organic um, uh, uh, mussels. Uh, we are working on organic oysters and we are working on organic salmon as well. So it's, it's growing and I'm sure that we can reach um, 30% of our total distribution as certified um, seafood within two, two, three years. So that's our challenge, but uh, let's, let's make it. I love I love people who set such ambitious goals. That's very, it's very impressive, and also I mean that's no small amount thirty five thousand metric tons of seafood. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with Paris Good Food and Wine today. We really appreciate your insight. Thank you. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. Season five of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. Contact them at iotshipping.xyz. IOT, the Internet of Things. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Paris Good Food and Wine. A big thank you to all who helped make this show possible, and especially a grand merci beaucoup from me, your host and producer, Paige Donner. You can find this and past episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on iTunes. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Paris Food Wine and like us on Facebook at Paris Food and Wine.